0: This podcast is recorded and produced on the unceded lands of the Darkin Young people, and I acknowledge them as the traditional owners. This is Mother Other with Amy Pearson. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mother Other. Thank you for joining me yet again. It seems I've switched back to sporadic episodes. Life is just abundant right now. Two kids is a lot to juggle on a good day, but lately it's just been intense. Example I literally recorded the entire intro to this episode. Well, I thought I did, and then I realised I hadn't hit record. So here I am doing it again. Today on the show, I am chatting with the Scottish born, Melbourne based artist, Bobby Clark. If you haven't heard of Bobby, she is a Melbourne treasure known for her distinctive and iconic style, exploring symmetry and balance. I've followed and fawned on Bobby's Instagram for a while now, so I was thrilled when she agreed to come and chat on the podcast with me. Bobby comes from an artistic family, but was told from a young age that art was a hobby rather than a career. She herself didn't see it that way, though, and poured everything she had into her work, turning the dream of being a working artist into a reality. Something else that Bobby had always dreamed of was being a mother. Unfortunately, she experienced an ectopic pregnancy loss in the process of trying to conceive, but that was shortly followed by a successful pregnancy with now-toddler James, fulfilling her long-standing dream to be a mum. Bobby and I discuss how motherhood changed the way she views her art and success, flexibility and investing time and money into building the business in a way that helps her to actually find the time to paint, which had become difficult once James arrived. We discussed the ways we can use our past issues and experiences to become a much more mature version of ourselves and how motherhood has given her the drive to do the inner and outer self-work. Please excuse the baby sounds in the background. I had to pause mid-recording to pick up my bub because she was crying. Um, It's not as easy these days to record with her sleeping because she seems to wake up now that she's a bit older when she hears me talking. So this episode is full of laughs. It's a really warm and fun one. Bobby and I clicked right away and that always makes for a fruitful conversation. You'll hear it in my voice, but it's worth noting she is bloody funny. Which reminds me, I should pop a warning here because it's best not to listen with kids around unless this doesn't bother you too much. Thank you for listening to season three of Mother Other. I just love both having and sharing these conversations and I hope you do too. If you do love the show, rating and reviewing it on iTunes would be a great way to see more content or you could sign up to be one of the wonderful Patreons at patreon.com slash mother other. All right, here it is. So, today I'm speaking with Bobby Clark, a mother and incredibly talented and renowned artist. Bobby is known for her distinctive style, exploring symmetry and balance. Her studies speak in metaphors and trace the outlines of her interactions with the world. I've been following your parenting journey on Instagram for a while now and love that you share the real the real side of parenting and the struggles as well as the good stuff. So I'm really looking forward to diving deep into motherhood with you, Bobby. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure. Would you like to start by telling us who you're a mum to?
1: I am a mother to James Roderick Clark. We call him Jimmy and I think he is around 18 months old. So it gets hard after they turn one. I'm like, I don't know how old he is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, now that I have a two-year-old, when I hear it in months, I'm like, I don't know anymore. (laughs) I'm lost. Um, yep. I just spoke to Annika recently, a friend of yours who has a oh, baby around you? the same age. Yeah. And yeah. I loved that age. I was telling her. I really. Oh, it's, it's magic. It's full on though. And I remember oh. it's when it starts to get really, really tricky because they're sort yeah. of moving everywhere, but it's also yeah. like really nice at the same time. Maybe a bit more in retrospect when you've moved through it.
1: <laughs> I'm finding it the most exciting age like he's doing all these things like something new every single day as they do from when they're newborn but i feel like yeah last night i was lying in bed and i was actually like holy shit he's tested my patience like the patience you have to have as a mother like it was 10 p.m and he still wasn't asleep last night and I was like Mm. breathe
0: yeah (laughs) because you think like that's your time alone as well so it's like I need
1: it I need it I know
0: (laughs) so you've been a successful artist longer than you've been a mum I'm gathering how did you find yourself in a career as an artist what was your life like before you became a mum
1: Um, Well, I've always been involved in the arts. I I think it was pretty clear from a really young age that it's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I studied art from all through school. I went to art classes. And then when I left school, obviously studied at higher, uh, went to college. I've pretty much studied art for the last maybe, I think i maybe studied art seven years. I've just recently completed a master's. Um, And I started working in the creative industry back home with my cousin. She's in TV and film. She's actually working on the new Indiana Jones film just now. Oh, so wow. So I always knew... Yeah, she's probably, I come from a really, really creative family. Mm. Like, all the women are really artistic. My grandpa, my gran, they're all amazing artists. So I think it was pretty much set in stone, but it was something that I was always told that I was. it wasn't realistic to think that I could do it as a career. Like, right. I would always have to have, like, a main career, and then it would be a hobby and a passion on the side. Mm. But I kind of managed to make... That I don't really take no for an answer to be honest so I spent <laughs> pretty much um, the last about six years maybe more I don't know I've got no sense of time anymore yeah. um, working on building my own stuff so mm. I think I've been full time as an artist for the past maybe th- five years mm. no I don't know, between three and five years, I
0: have yeah. no concept of time yeah. anymore. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Did you picture yourself as a mum during that time before you got pregnant? Yes. So- I've
1: actually always wanted to be a young mum. I wanted kids around 28. Mm. But
0: it
1: just wasn't really the right time we were just getting set up here we did a family so I mean I always wanted to set up a career for myself so that I could be a full-time mum and kind of still work at the same time Mm. so I'm lucky enough to kind of have
0: that so Mm. I can do both. Mm, It's a smart move if it's possible yeah because it ends up being a much more enjoyable even though it's still very very Difficult to balance at all. Yeah. So, what was appealing about being a mum to you, especially a young mum? What, what was it about motherhood that drew you I've in? I've
1: always been really good with kids, and kids are always really drawn to me. Like, ever since I was younger, my first job at like 13, I was looking after uh, newborn twins and a toddler. Wow. I cannot believe I was trust. Like now looking back, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like I'd watch them every day straight after school. So half three, I'd oh. go there and I'd watch them till their parents came in around like half five, six. So I would mm-hmm. do like the plain the dinner routine and I'd bath them and kind of get them set up. So when they come in, they could have some time with them before bed. So wow. I've... Always been a babysitter. Always loved kids, and I've always been really, really maternal as well. I had, uh, I've got a younger brother. There's nine years between us, so I think I was about eleven or twelve when he was born. That okay, yeah. might be way off. Um, and I always knew, I, I always knew I wanted to be a mum. It was something like. It wasn't going to be far off for me, so pretty much I was so ready long mm. before my husband was. Um, so <laughs> yep. I had to kind of wait on him aligning with what was going on, and then it kind of all fell into place.
0: Yeah, you must have great experience then before your baby came along. That's that's full on twins and a and another child as well. Did you <laughs> did, did you ever worry about the impact it would have on your career, or did you feel like you'd set yourself up well enough that it would kind of just work? To be honest,
1: I think that's the thing that really shocked me the most because I was so prepared for the pregnancy. I was so prepared for the birth that I kind of forgot to think about what it mm. was going to be like. I knew that I was, well, to, I, to be honest, I think I had an idealith- idealistic sense of the fact that I would just put the baby on me and go back to work. Yeah. Whereas in the first few months, yes, you can. But then mm. when they start moving around, I discovered quite, quickly that it wasn't going to be the case so mm. I did just really assume that I would have a little newborn on my chest and I would just go straight back into doing the work and I've that's the one thing I've never really checked with people on jobs it's always a given that when I come he'll be there yeah I'm really lucky that the jobs that I work on people are really really accepting and accommodating yeah um, that I've just been able to bring him I've never had something where they've been like oh shit I can't bring the baby I don't have family here I've just recently got a nanny so I've been like there's not really an option so if you want me to do the work for you then yeah. I have an entourage of a dog and a baby so
0: yeah and that's sort of the one of the, the graces of being an artist I guess and a creative is that yeah. it's never linear that the idea of an artist no. is always the person's own sort of experience no. with what they bring to the table what was your pregnancy experience like did you have a decent pregnancy were you able to keep painting
1: yeah I had a really good pregnancy well to be honest I forget all the rough stuff until people talk about it and they am like oh yeah I had that too <laughs> I had I just really loved being, being pregnant and because I'd had a loss before it I think I was just really grateful so any sickness or any kind of thing I had was like a real indication that things were happening in the right way yeah so I think I just took everything with such gratitude that I just kind of had a romantic memory of it and I forgot it but I had really bad morning noon and night sickness couldn't Mm. brush my teeth with I couldn't even look at a toothbrush And, and I was pretty good active wise like I stayed really active I worked up until Well, I gave, I got induced on the Saturday and I finished up work on the Thursday. So I was still like up ladders at like eight months pregnant, doing stuff that I probably shouldn't have been. Because I was like, if I feel I'm okay to do it, I'll do it. Mm. Um, And I got uh, gestational diabetes, so I had to like really put my health and the physical side of it to the forefront so yeah. I got really really healthy I remained active so I think I just I had a really good run I honestly really That's enjoyed great. being pregnant
0: mm. I loved it mm. and then what about your birth experience did you have I see that you're from Scotland
1: is that right yes yes yeah, so Scotland.
0: you didn't you didn't have family around so how did you go in mm-hmm. the postpartum period after your birth and healing and getting looked after
1: yeah well i had a really really great birth and um, it was pretty straightforward even though i got induced i think i went in with such an open mind because you hear such horror stories about getting induced even hospital births are met with like eye rolls and like this yeah. horrible stigma but yeah. the women in the hospital and the midwives are absolutely incredible the support mm. i got was f- honestly phenomenal so we had a beautiful birth steve delivered them we had no complications so we were given the partner suite in the mercy hospital so it meant that Stephen could stay i cannot imagine not having your partner stay at the night time like yeah it was just everything just went so good and mm. the support from the midwives i really struggled breastfeeding um so i had literally had the midwives in with me non-stop um and postpartum i got home they said, I could have went home after one day, but they were like, listen, you've got the partner room. I really feel like you could do with support with breastfeeding. So I stayed in for three days mm-hmm. um, and when I went home, Steven's dad and his partner were here from Scotland. So they actually had planned to come before we even found out we were pregnant because they live so far away. They kind of book things in advance. Yep. So we had them, they had the house cleaned. They looked after the dog, which was amazing. Yeah. So we had them for the first three days which was so helpful just with um, having like foods prepared and having Mm. people clean for you. Yeah. And then Stephen's mum came. There was a three-day break where we we were just on our own. And then Stephen's mum, because this was all just before COVID, Steve's mum, who is like a second mum to me, she's absolutely amazing and so beautiful with children. Mm. So she came and she was a saving grace. She prepared all my meals. She took James and was like, right, you have an hour or two a day to go it was during summer so I would go to the outdoor pool and just nap Mm. and just be in the sun and Mm. just relax and listen to music so having her there for those three weeks was just a saving grace for me like I just can't imagine not having anyone there for those like that small window of like your newborn when you've never Mm. done it before
0: yeah even things
1: like just like bathing them and yeah she was really really amazing so but then my mum was supposed to come Two weeks after that, and obviously COVID happened. Yeah. So they've they've never actually met James, my mum and dad.
0: Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So
1: like they got, we're lucky they didn't come because they would have maybe got stuck in Dubai. So we called it and we're like, I really. It was three days. They left it till like the last point, and then they were like, "Yeah, it's not safe."
0: Yeah.
1: So it's been hard, but it is what it is, really.
0: I feel for you I, I had family just in a different state and that was hard and they'd yes. already met my baby so yeah it must have been really hard for you I also got lucky at the mercy and had the partner's suite um the first night and I feel the same in that if he had have had to go home I don't know what I would have done it's just like it's such a shock to the system having a baby the first time and yeah. not having and your partner sleep. there yeah yeah totally
1: Cause you're like, well, I was abs- because I was so nervous the whole pregnancy that it was actually going to go full term. And then the minute they're born, you think when they're there, you're going to be like, oh, I can relax. And then you're like, yeah, oh my no. god, is he? I can't sleep because how am I going to know if he's breathing? Yes. And the midwife's like, would you fucking sleep? Like you need to sleep. Like close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm my so partner
0: hot. was snoring beside yeah. me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stephen's like, I'm so tired. And yeah, I'm like. Yeah.
0: That's the okay. maternal instinct from the minute they're born, isn't it? It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. um, so, in saying that, matrescence is a word that everybody is talking about these days. It's used to describe the psychological and emotional changes that come after the monumental transformation, which is basically birthing a human and becoming a mum. Did you notice this shift within yourself? Is yeah. it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like for you?
1: It that is the part that i don't think we talk about well we don't talk about it enough let's be honest and mm. i've always wondering now like how have we got this far along in life and like why is it only something that's came to the forefront now what did all the women before what did my mom what did my grandmother do like how was that support there it was pretty much shut up and get on with it yeah um so that is the biggest part i think of the whole motherhood journey is the fact that you pretty much have to rebirth yourself mm. and I don't I don't like certain phases because people hear them and they just like happy and they just yeah. switch off but I think but it's, it's deeper huge. than
0: that isn't it yeah it's
1: way deeper like and Stephen my husband like trying to explain it to him because there is a point where you completely well for me I can only speak from my point of
0: view obviously yeah, yeah. from my
1: experiences I'm not like boxing it but for me, I felt like I completely lost myself. I just gave every single fibre of my being to this little person that I was mm. like, who am I? Mm. What, what do I do anymore? Mm. I've got no time for myself. And then I think as well, and I'm really careful of going into other subjects, but the, the gender divide as well. And I'm, yeah. obviously I can only speak from my relationship yeah. being male and female. I can't speak on anyone else's behalf. Yes. But yeah, yeah. for me the the gender roles which i've yeah. never like me and steve have such a great relationship i've never ever thought twice about them we're both really independent yeah but for the first time in my life i was like wow the difference in gender is really really apparent like mm. from what i give up and what that's the thing i he gave me out of trouble for saying that as well like i <laughs> i see myself as like losing stuff and like giving yeah. up and he's like unfortunately biologically it's like how it is geared up like yeah i make all yeah. these sacrifices like my career stops mm. and but he gave me the option he's like i'll be the stay-at-home dad then and you yeah. go back to work i'm like well no i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. want that either <laughs> yeah just like that's the dichotomy hard. isn't it it's, yeah, it's, it's so tricky you don't want like if it's actually it's placed in front of you with the option to do it i'm like i don't want it but it's just like the mental realization of all these things women do yeah
0: it's hard to balance the relationship again it's yeah. huge so be-
1: i think now only we've came because your relationship changes as well you change yeah. yourself you yeah. have this new identity yep yeah. you're never fully yourself again because mm. part of you's with that baby now like yeah. you are in that child so and i think your relationship changes monumentally as well like mm. you don't have the luxury of time or space for one another yeah. this little person is taken up this whole thing yeah that you need to like kind of relax into this new way of living and sharing each other and yeah. still leaving apart at the end of the day which is really hard because we've got a family so we've only recently like um, once we've had a babysitter once now that we've hired but we've had like friends look after him twice so we've had four dates alone mm. together since he was born which is mm even when I say it out loud I'm like how are we not divorced
0: (laughs) honestly it's it was so similar for me and I think part of it is not having family around because like you said in the postpartum you were so held but we only just moved back towards family in New South Wales um, at the end of last year and it was because of yeah. the border closures. Um, mm. And now we get so much more time, although we have two kids now, so it's even more tricky. But
1: yeah. in saying
0: that, we we also didn't really get any time together alone and I think yeah. that's that makes the identity shift even bigger and rebuilding the relationship even trickier because you really don't get that one-on-one time that you're used to having yeah. 24-7 it's bizarre isn't it do you think that becoming a mother altered the way that you think creatively
1: it's definitely made me more um like functional around time I think now what because I, I get two studio days a week I get Thursday and Friday when he's with the nanny and the, the amount that I can get done in two days I was like what the fuck I'm um, yeah. swear on this because yes, yes. I can't not yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What the f- what the fuck was I doing for years before that like what was I doing with all my yeah. days so yeah. and and it, it's harder because now I have to constantly prioritize and because I manage I mean I'm seeing a business coach now where I highlight and like all the things that I'm doing that I definitely shouldn't be doing mm. that I just have to prioritize mm. things and which often means that painting is the last on the list unfortunately so i'm just i'm not feeling like i am like feeding that part of myself anymore like i'm not getting to paint um I'm, I'm not getting to fulfill that creative side i'm mm. doing like emails and packing orders i'm being yeah. on a courier i'm t- writing invoices and i'm like i just really need to i've noticed that i need to change that now. So it's changed the way and the fact that i would probably have put that stuff aside and just being able to paint for three days and like if I felt that creativity bubbling I was able to actually get it out now Mm. it's like it bubbles to the point where I'm like I'm gonna explode I need to get something done so I can just have a solid day of painting so that's been a hard shift to not have the freedom to just yeah when I want it needs to be like scheduled which kind of takes the
0: the joy out of it almost
1: yeah well because I I work quite sporadically like when I feel something I'm like right I need to just clear everything and just paint until this is out my system and I usually work in bursts like that so now it's it has definitely affected my the way I work
0: Mm. and that's that's interesting what you say about how much because I guess part of it is because you're quite successful now as well so you've got all of this boring business stuff to deal with when really Mm. the thing that you want to be doing is the painting which is why you're successful so in saying that, has the idea of success changed for you since you became a mum?
1: Yeah, a lot of things have changed. Um A lot of identities that I had built up in my head around what I thought a successful artist was mm. have shifted because my mm. priorities have changed because I want, although I'm married and we have a great relationship and I know Steve's got us, I still want to have a separate thing so if god forbid anything happens i'm able to take care of my son yeah on my own which i never will like i'm not saying yeah. that's a thing but you no, know i mean? totally you, you, get that you think yep. through all these steps so yep. i think i've definitely changed direction of my business like i didn't I didn't ever want to do prints. I thought I was. That's the thing. That's like society's labels and the art world itself. Mm. Is that if you're not represented by a gallery, not producing work, you're not a proper artist. And that's like what a lot of people say is like a backhander to me. Like, yeah, but she's not a blah blah blah. If you you don't want to be commercial, selling prints, you're selling yourself short. Blah blah blah. I've changed it now. Like fuck yeah, I want to be commercial. Commercial people make fucking money. Damien yeah. and Hirst, so yeah. Andy Warhol, they do yeah. commercial, So. Yeah. It's changed the fact that, like, yes, I want to do prints. I need to actually treat that as, like, a priority for me because that is my... That's my constant steady income. Yeah. The paintings that I get are a fucking luxury to do because that's what I actually... That's my goal to be able to do that. So in order for me to have that flexibility to and to have that time to paint and create and do the things that I love, mm. I have to put a lot of attention. I need to invest time and money into building the other side of my business which is prints and products yeah. in order to let me have that the the beautiful thing that I want it's not realistic to think that I can just paint all day and the money's going to come from somewhere so yeah it, it's completely changed the way I think and I think I've let go of some of the labels and the kind of barriers that I had put up yeah from the
0: industry yeah and passive income is really the ideal way to be making money and continuing to live how you want to live really isn't it like
1: everyone's dream
0: yeah it's everyone's <laughs> dream so you should be stoked yeah. on that um I'd love to hear about other relationships in your life that may have changed as well throughout this process I know we've spoken about um yeah, partner yeah. relationships how about friendships and family
1: Friendships are huge to me. I am someone who needs, me and Steve are polar opposites. He could be quite happy living on his own and working here for the rest of his life. I need a lot of contact. I really need a strong friendship. I need, I need women in my life. Mm. I get a lot of back and forth from them. I'm really, really sensitive. Um, so my relationships, I feel, especially being so far away, like my one of my best friends back home, they had she had a son at the same time maybe he's like two months maybe a month older than James and it's really really hard being mm. so far away on different time zones mm. and trying to keep because you know what it's like when you're long-term friends you're there forever but they also it's it's work and
0: mm.
1: it's hard when you're making all the effort and you feel like people back home tend to feel like they need to have an hour or two free to talk to me rather than treating it like if we were in the same country like you pick up the phone on the way to work and maybe have a five-minute yeah. kind of conversation so it's hard when a lot of relationships are built upon this like we need a two-hour window because then it just doesn't happen so
0: yeah.
1: I think it's been really hard since I've had James, because obviously a lot of our friends have now became mothers so they maybe don't have the time that they used to so yeah. I have noticed a lot like friendships kindness not slipping away but they are getting a bit more distance just because of the time and and kids and stuff. And obviously it's keeping contact with my family. We're on WhatsApp every day. We talk. My cousin, she's basically like my sister. We've got a very small family, her son, Roman. So we we just share photos all day, every day, which is great. And I've noticed during COVID, my parents aren't the best at contact, like FaceTime and stuff. So I've noticed during uh, COVID that they've been a lot more like available because they've been at home yeah yeah my mum and dad both actually had covid um last month Um, oh oh wow yeah they were at home they actually both had the vaccine
0: okay my mum
1: they both had the one each separate ones the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer so they were both at home sick wow
0: and bored
1: out their minds so Mm. we spoke every day which was to be (laughs) the best thing ever so I'm like so it's been I think the whole this whole situation the covid lockdowns everything has really brought to light a lot of value in putting time into relationships and friendships mm, big yeah. time so i i need i need to have that connection and here as well like my friend annika who you've spoke to mm. we became really really close since we got pregnant at the same time mm. and because obviously I, i've always feel like the like outside that i'm not from here i've got a different culture people don't think scottish people i mean if you met someone who's French or German, they come from a different country, they've got a different culture. Whereas if I'm saying I'm from Scotland, because we still all speak English, you wouldn't see a cultural divide. But there there is like, even everyday people don't understand what I'm saying. It's like There is a quite distinct cultural difference. So, and feeling like an outsider, not having those friendships that have lasted a lifetime, you always feel like you're just making friends again from the start over and over and over again. So finally meeting Annika, I felt like I had a friend that I'd met who I'd known forever
0: yeah and
1: obviously I've got friendships that are um here and are amazing and I really value them and they're really close friends of mine but having someone going through motherhood
0: yeah at it's the same whole time other... in pregnancy
1: mm. whole other ball game and
0: mm.
1: it's just like see just comparing stuff and being like oh my god James is doing this and even in the hard times when you're like I really want to shout at him right now yeah he's being yeah. really really naughty I've had yep. to leave the room, and yeah. she's like, "It's fine. take a be there. You're not a bad mum. See, just mm. having someone it's
0: judgment free. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: And she's just. Her and her partner have just moved to biden Bay. I am devastated because I wouldn't see them like every mm. week, but it just means we'll get like beautiful trips up to Byron
0: yeah oh they've moved to Byron talk, wow. in-
1: yeah they moved on Sunday
0: oh wow well, I didn't realize that right
1: yeah I think it was they've been wanting to move for a long time and then yeah. I think they planned it and then border closures lockdowns right they just yeah. had to do it so yeah. yeah
0: that was kind of what happened with us I did not want to leave Melbourne it's really I miss it so much the culture and the people and the food and something happening all the time but we don't have any of that here it's very boring where we are i mean the mm. beach is beautiful and the bush is beautiful but yeah we have family and and that's kind of what we need right now with two kids but um yeah we Portland. probably won't be here a long time it's just a temporary thing um have you thought we've spoken a bit about it through this conversation, but I'm interested in, in what you have to say directly about how much your identity has actually changed becoming a mum.
1: Now I'm actually starting to realise a lot of um, issues that I had. And I hate the term self work, but I don't really know what else to <laughs> That's say. That's okay. It's just become it's
0: just become I just don't
1: really I don't really love labels but Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. But I really feel like a lot of the issues that I had have really changed by becoming a mum. I've actually been able to deal with them. I see a kinesiologist I've been kind of working through things that I've been dealing with for a long, long time, from my upbringing, from where I've I've come from, baggage, relationships with my mum. And recently, actually, in the last couple of weeks, I remember being in the shower and being like, do you know what, all the things I've been angry about for such a long time, they kind of shifted to being grateful. Like, if I didn't go through the things that I'd went through, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be... She gave me that fire in my stomach to be really ambitious. She made me be the mother that I am today as well. And Mm. also the physical aspects of... I've always been really, really hard on myself. I've always had a bit of, like, body dysmorphia, as every woman kind of probably does, but Mm. really fucking hating on myself for a long, long time. Mm. When you have a baby, you're like, shit, I just grew a human. Like I actually grew a human. More to the point, I grew a penis, like what the fuck? (laughs) like my body deserves so much respect i love thinking about that like we are capable of growing penises like yeah. that blows my mind i've never heard but it fact- put it out put down like that but it's <laughs> so true wow. it's so yes true. yes, yes. It's, it's madness like what came first <laughs> chicken and yeah. the eggs yeah out. like it's just yeah yeah um but also like thinking of what i put in my body mm. and like obviously not having family here being in a pandemic having a baby it's huge. not being able to go out and like enjoy myself and get like a bit wasted you're just yeah. like thinking of how shit you feel after it and then having to deal with that with a baby i'm like well, what the hell am i putting in my body that i feel so terrible for like three days mm. that i'm like mm, actually it's not worth it and i've started like going, i'm back at the gym and i feel so much better mm. and just being like i want to be really strong and healthy so i can run around after him and yeah like be there I want to, I want him to grow up in a household that's like active, healthy. I want to give him a really good life. So it's just, mm. it just shifts everything that you maybe put as a priority. Things aren't as important anymore. Yeah. And my health is just as important as his.
0: Yeah. Because and you I also, are giving him life essentially.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to, the things that I think to myself and say to myself, like, are I would never speak to my son or my partner or any of my friends like that. So I yeah. really need to stop talking to myself like that. Mm. And I actually start building up a really strong person in James. Mm. And set those boundaries of like really respecting yourself and taking care of yourself. So I think that's been a huge shift. And it's massive. Like thinking of all these things all day, every day, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yep.
0: Yeah. Like, you, the way you it's the way on. you're thinking changes. And it's it's funny yeah. what you say about self-work because I know what you mean. That's that's a real like label going around Instagram and social media at the moment. But but that's that's exactly what you're doing. You're working on yourself, you're making yourself stronger. And that realization you had in the shower about how things in your past have made you who you are today. I mean, when you break it down like that, it sounds so simple, but we don't take the time to really realize that. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't be as great a mother as we are without all the shit that we've mm-hmm. worked through. And so, yeah, yeah, it's important that self-work, I don't know how else to label it without it sort of sounding like one of those cliches, but
1: that—that yeah. that
0: is what it is. And I think it's incredible that mother could, motherhood kind of forces us into this. Realization and and kind of strips away all the stupid crap that we've been focusing on our whole life and makes us really think about the deeper, kind of um, more important and more basic Mm -hmm. things that are essential. How do you divide it all up with your partner? We've spoken briefly about how, as mothers, we're kind of holding all of these threads. Um, Just, I guess, it's almost primal for a lot of us to be sort of carrying more than our partner and I think some of it's biological and some of it's societal and I don't know what is what I don't know where it comes from but how do you divide it with your partner now
1: well I think we speak endlessly and tirelessly about things all the fucking time yeah um which is a good thing yeah and I think that's something that I had to let go of and I do think a lot of it is biological, to be honest. I thought it was like labels put on in society when you really work through it and strip it right back. It's just gender. Like Mm. he is well obviously society has made it that way, but it's also like he's got the fucking muscles to go and do heavy stuff. I've got this Yeah, yeah, I've got the stuff to do this. And I think we're very clear on like our roles, which I think it took a time to um, sort do because we've always been like I've been financially independent since I was about fourteen. I always worked and I like my I don't come from a rich background. I come my dad's a welder. My mum works in a nursing home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the things that I wanted to do, if I wanted to do them, I had to do them myself. So yeah. and I think same same with Steve. We both come from very very humble upbringing. So I think we've both been fiercely ambitious and having a certain life that we want. So when it came to, this is something that we're working through just now, we've always had our own money. We've never had a joint account. We've always mm. like kept everything really separate and then halved things whenever yeah. and kept it really split down the line equal. Now we're kind of working on opening up a joint account <laughs> after being together like 14 yep. years. Yeah. Um, Cause now the things I'm like, well, why the fuck am I paying for na- nappies, clothes, yeah. groceries? And I'm like, this all kind of needs to be half, which we do. But now it's like the roles are becoming more apparent like yeah. unfortunately unfortunately to be honest he's the one that goes to work and he could he works six days a week because he's building his business to be financially supportive of me and james yeah so i can have the luxury of spending monday tuesday wednesday with him yeah and then having the thursday friday at work so I think having endless conversations and working through those things has been the most challenging, but also identifying like, you know what, I wanted to spend time with him. So I I can't moan about not being able to work five days because I actually, in reality, don't want to work five days. I only yeah. want to work two just now. Yeah. Um, so it's finding, it's actually probably letting go of the ideals that you have in your head and actually yeah. just relaxing. I think the most beneficial thing for me was splitting my week i was trying to bring james to the studio with me and getting really frustrated because i was only maybe answering one email in the space of four hours because yeah. he was like climbing up my bookshelves or like yeah. touching super glue. and so i really had to sit down and steve sat down as well and he's like i think you need to stop trying to do it all yeah split split the time yeah your your time with james is purely with james yeah you're never gonna get this back and your time for work is when you focus and get all the things that you need to do done. And if you don't get it done, it tacks on to next week. So yeah. I think being really, really realistic with how things are being or how you wanted them to be mm. is just being like, we just had to do it really, because there's no other way.
0: Yeah. Inst- I didn't
1: want to put him into daycare either. I wasn't like I wasn't ready for that. So yeah. I wanted yeah. to be the one to yeah. take care of him. So I had yeah. to really just sacrifice is not the right word. I had to pause things that I wanted to do because he was my priority. Did that yeah. answer your question? I feel Yeah, like I absolutely. Went off
0: no, absolutely. It it takes me into my next question actually, um, which is, what advice would you give to other creatives who are hoping to become mothers in terms of preempting the future?
1: Yeah, other for planning is just like hilarious because <laughs> you never you never know what kind of baby you're gonna have, yeah. what birth you're gonna have. So. Yeah. I think kind of having multiple plans i think newborn stage is pretty dreamy like i had him up at the studio and he was a dream he slept for like three hours at a time three four hours so i was able to have these chunks and the only thing i was focusing on then was painting i never really done anything else so having that space to create having a setting up i set up my studio to be able to have him there Uh, made sure it was all heated I made sure there was it was all dust free Mm. I brought a bassinet up there so I kind of created a little mini living room so I knew that I was comfortable Mm. I also got a bed in my studio because um I wanted to be able to feed them and then if I wanted to have a sleep yeah that's genius (laughs) have a nap Yeah, yeah it was honestly it was really really nice and it meant that Steve was working next door. So we've always shared a space, so it meant that he could see him all the time as well. Mm. Rather than us being at home and him being yes. at work, I kind of wanted
0: us to be up there, and not having to trek home for a feed or for a nap. That's really a good. That's a good tip.
1: <laughs> yeah, setting up your workspace so you've got all your home comforts. Yeah, I also had like double. I kept a container with like nappies, wipes, change of clothes, mm. everything that I needed up there. So I'd be like, "Oh crap, you've vomited on yourself. I need to go." Like I wanted to be able to kind of be there and be present and so Steve had that time with Mm. him too when he wanted he could pop in and out um being flexible really I never I never set schedules and I was always really honest with clients or and anyone I was working with like hey I've got the baby here if we say a certain time it might just be here or there give or take but I'll always let you know so I always pre pre pre-warned people to the fact Plus, I hate being late, so I always warn people, like, before I'm even late, that I might be late, even though I'm not late. Yep, yep. So I think just being, like, really open and honest with people, having been prepared and setting your space up, but then obviously not being too riled. If you, A, don't feel like it, mm. and if if the, if he wasn't, if he was just having one of those days, then it was just, like, we got go up there and hang all day. Mm. I don't need to produce anything. It's yeah. hard, It's when they start, like, after the four-month mark, when you start getting into the sleep routines and you start doing a bit more, that's when it becomes a bit of a
0: yeah I struggle I'm, I'm almost in for that again the second time around she's oh, like
1: yeah.
0: wait two and a half months so I'm like mm, I've got a couple more weeks and then it's gonna be yeah and
1: then you're gonna be in the thick of it again
0: <laughs> yeah totally I forgot to ask you earlier I'm thinking now just after you'd birthed him and you were sort of in the postpartum haze when did you start feeling that urge to be painting again
1: um I pretty much painted probably about three weeks after birth maybe actually maybe even sooner yeah um I kind of got back to work about two weeks after giving birth
0: was it a choice or was it something you needed to do for the business yeah no I
1: I love I love work at that point I was still I was a creative director at um, at Little Company which is a living skin clinic um so I was still working for them and uh they had they were so amazing honestly they were so accommodating to me Stacey's like she's just had a third so she knows how it works Mm. um but I was she was like what are you going to do do you want to take time off and I was like listen let's just leave it flexible I'll try and still do my my hours that I do a week but just like rather than doing um like a full day or maybe two half days I'll just like clock in the hours because the work that I was doing I was never like I wasn't relying on for clients and anything it was all kind of visual and aesthetic stuff so I was able to work through that at my own pace and it wasn't till he was about three four months that I was like do you know what I really just need to take a break from this because I was really stupid in thinking that I could still do these things and it was just getting a bit hard with him trying to be on zoom calls and like yeah. a fine baby so I, I did actually try and keep everything the way it was and I did go back to work pretty soon but I had very understanding, flexible partners and and clients and people I was working with. So I've been really, really, really lucky.
0: Yeah, it seems like you've got a a good balance now where you're able to be with him fully, be with work fully, and you're feeling a bit more like fulfilled in both areas.
1: I think I'm definitely in a really good place. I've met a new friend who lives on my street. And she's like became a really good friend, but also a workout buddy.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: And for me, if I'm not exercising and take care of of myself, my whole life kind of unravels. I've only recently noticed how important exercise is to me. Mm. If I'm not feeling strong and I think I get a lot, I've got so much energy Exercise kind of brings me down again. I'm nonstop all the time, and I kind of need that balance. Yeah. So having that back now, and it's only recently, maybe in the past month, that I've kind of found a friend that's my equal in that kind of aspect. Yeah. So we work out maybe three, four times a week together, and it's really, honestly, just put everything like back into alignment. Things were like all jaggy, all over the place. Like relationships were up and down. Yeah. James was up and down. Sleep patterns, food, all this stuff, and then when I'm working out everything just seems to click on and Mm. everything has just shifted and it's kind of plain sailing just now I'm in a really good spot where I'm like I've got a business coach I've been seeing him for maybe like two months yeah my husband's seen him at the same time so I think he's definitely playing a huge part in it Mm. like we've both just got so much more clarity yeah And I've got a lot more function in my business. I can actually, Mm. when I can come, I can get stuff done. I can go home and then I know when I'm at home. Homes, like if my house isn't in order as well, I just, I I need a clean space, I've got a clean mind. So I think we've we've left things because we've been focusing on James and careers and businesses for so long. The house, because we've never really loved where we are because we're renting, we're not residents so we can't buy. Um, not that we could afford to buy anyway um (laughs) (laughs) rental market here is insane um but we've put off like doing like many renovations to the house and making our life more comfortable because we were like oh we're not staying here we're not putting money into this it's not ours but recently with everything kind of falling into place we've started to kind of tick off the stuff that's making our home more comfortable Mm. and honestly we were talking about that in the car coming to work this morning because uh, we we never ride together to work what we did this morning and we just got um at the weekend there we just got like really good storage for the bathroom and one of those glass cabinets that open up with all your products in it yeah i have wanted one of them for years and i've never <laughs> ever had it and there's just there's no storage in our bathroom and we went and got a big glass cabinet for the wall and another one free like for behind the door floor to ceiling and honestly we were talking about it in the car this morning we were like my day just flows so much oh, better because yeah. all our supplements, vitamins are in the bathroom. Yep. I take I, after I make the shower, I do like essential greens. Drink it while I'm putting on my makeup, and I'm like, yep. see, just that—that's like I'm starting the day with health.
0: Yeah, and so the flow. That's, yeah,
1: and yeah. you're just like, then we're gonna do a kitchen island. We're just all these things are just falling into place, and we're like, yep. really kicking us. like, why didn't we do that sooner? But obviously, it was meant to happen at this time. Like, it's yeah. all just meant to kind of come back and and like flow into space now. So mm. I feel like we are in in every aspect and in a kind of sweet spot just now.
0: That's great. It's so nice to hear that. I have one final question for you. And it's, mm. what has motherhood given you?
1: It's given me myself, to be mm. honest. It's fulfilled something that was such a long standing dream for me and honestly the minute I like my eyes met him I was like it's been you this it's always been you I just Mm -hmm. I had one it's something that I knew my purpose in life was to be was to be a mother and it when I had that ectopic being a mother was taken away from me for such a short amount of time they thought the ectopic was in my uterus and I was going to have to have it out at one point Mm. so the fact that that had almost been taken away from me yeah. The fact that I've actually got that back and like I, I'm a mother now, it's just yeah. like a a title that I always wanted, and it's been the biggest life lesson and a biggest test of character, biggest test of values. Like mm-hmm. everything that I everything that I wanted to be in a mother is pretty much tested every day because I have the most strong-willed, yeah, c- characteristic child who just like, pushes the boundaries, but it's just been an awakening is probably the best my hate of labels but it has mm, been no, it
0: sounds like it the perfect has waiter. been
1: an awakening really in every aspect and I come in in myself like really realizing who I am
0: mm. I
1: can't wait to do it again mm. it's been the best journey
0: yeah yeah I love hearing a really positive um response to that question it's mm. so nice and I'm so sorry that you had that ectopic pregnancy that's a friend of mine had one and it was horrible so I can only imagine and and then going through it a second time but not losing the baby yeah it would fully change your whole perception of yeah every sort of appreciation of every sort of thing that you're going through
1: I was hyper aware of everything that was going on in my body at all times
0: yes yeah yeah for sure i could talk about this stuff with you all day because Same. you've been a pleasure to talk to um i've loved chatting with you so much but that's all we have time thank for you. for anyone listening you can find bobby on instagram and you can purchase her art at bobbyclark.com.au both will be linked in the show notes thank you so much for coming on to chat with me thank
1: you it went so quick i can't believe how fast that i know went. it does doesn't it yeah.
0: because when you're on a topic that's enjoyable yeah, it it just, just the time just flies Thank you for listening to Season 3 of Mother Other. I just love both having and sharing these conversations, and I hope you do too. If you do love the show, rating and reviewing it on iTunes would be a great way to see more content, or you could sign up to be one of the wonderful Patreons at patreon.com slash motherother.